So for me, why it's so important to do everything that I can to empower other women to do this, I just, <laughs> I just think back to like when I was 10 and I needed that. Yeah. I just, I just needed to, like when I was walking past the skate park every day and I never saw a girl there, I just needed to see a girl there like, you know, just learning how to skate or just, or just trying to do an ollie for like an hour. You know what I mean? Like if I had that, then I would have thought that I could do it. Hi everyone, this is Caitlin Jinko, aka Lels. I hope that everyone's doing well and that you're staying at home and just doing the best that you can during this hectic coronavirus time. Um, for this podcast episode, I did it via Zoom because as you know, you got to practice that social distancing. Um, and I spoke with Molly Veklev, who is this badass longboarder girl. She's a longboarding ambassador for Longboard Girls Crew Canada. She's a team rider for Land Yachts and Longboard Haven, to name a few things. Um, and she won the women's division race of the Central Mass Skate Festival um, last year, which was held in the States. They literally skate faster than I drive in those competitions, which is terrifying. But yeah, also pretty cool if you're able to do that. Um, yeah, so I met Molly about a year ago at an all-girls longboarding event that she organized. And after seeing her longboarding abilities on social media before I went to that event, I was just very intimidated and nervous to meet her because she was so good. So I was like very worried about my primitive abilities um, but she was super nice and very welcoming and she's been working really hard to create an inclusive community of female longboarders in Toronto and they basically just accept anyone regardless of ability which is amazing. Um, and in our conversation, I talked to Molly about how she got into longboarding um, representation and how she never really saw any female skaters growing up and how that impacted her experience and what she's trying to create. And she also gives some tips to longboarding beginners and just people in general who are wanting to start something new. Um, and if you have been around for this whole time, you'll know that I started Learn With Lyles because I wanted to blog about learning to longboard dance. Um, and obviously my content has kind of changed quite a bit from that original goal, but it was great to get back to that um, original purpose and talk to a leader in the community of female longboarders. So I hope that you enjoy and thank you so much for listening. everything going well good I'm good just living the isolation life yeah it's kind of weird but we're trying to get through it how about you yeah same like I don't know it's it feels like such a weird time right now like no one's allowed to really do anything but right mm -hmm. yeah it's it's um it's kind of insane like I, I wanted to go out for a skate for a while but like Every time I do, I'm like, mm, I'm going to end up going out with the friends. Yeah. And then get each other sick, and that'll be the end of that, so. Yeah, it seems like everyone's, like, cooperating well, though, for the most yeah. part. So that's nice to see. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think, like, in Canada, we're a bit luckier. Like, in some places, people are like, uh, I don't understand how to, like, isolate or quarantine yet, and that's getting them into trouble, but for yeah. the most part. Yeah, I'm happy to see that. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, thank you so much for being on my podcast. Well, thanks for having me. Of course.
course. Um, so for our listeners, can you introduce yourself? So maybe like your name, where you're from, a little bit of background. Sure. Um, Molly Backlap. Um, I'm from Thunder Bay, Ontario. Um, I moved down here to Toronto in 2015. Yeah, that's pretty much it. <laughs> um, do you want like some longboarding info? Yeah, sure. Maybe give me a little bit of background about your longboarding experience. Sure. So, um, I've been longboarding for about 10 years, nine or 10 years now. Mm -hmm. um, I started back home in Thunder Bay. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> it was kind of hit or miss for me um, back then in terms of my ability and my progression. And then I moved down to Toronto and then uh, things really, really started to take off down here. Mm -hmm. um, so since I moved down, um, I became a skate baiter, um, started organizing Toronto Girls Longboarding, um, started riding for Longboard Haven, um, and teaching at Longboard Haven. Oh. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, and then also I got sponsored by Land Yachts about two years ago. Mm -hmm. uh, that's kind of where we're at. Won yeah. the division of Central Mass last year, so. Just yeah, I saw that. That's so cool. Thank you. Yeah, it was pretty cool. It was a surreal moment. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's very validating, I guess. Yeah, for sure. Well, I don't know, wasn't it already very clear that you were, like, one of like the lead longboarder girls. <laughs> oh <God. laughs> Ooh, stop. Uh <laughs> make me blush. Um no, I mean, you know, it's when you compete in an event, especially like that one was in the States. Mm -hmm. Um you know, you uh you meet a lot of people that um you don't know. Mm -hmm. And like for that event um, particularly, like, there are some girls that shred that, that's eight there. Like, you know, Emily Cross was there, and she won the whole thing. It was amazing to watch. Um, but, you know, even, like, the women that competed specifically in the women's division, like, um, you know, I've, I've skated with, uh, uh, like, girls that are on the IDF circuit. Mm -hmm. And that's, like, you know, those are, like, the top – girl skaters in the world um you know and then it's just yeah so it, it was kind of like for me um it's hard to really grasp i don't know like your ability like if you don't really compare yourself to to other people or you don't compete very often then it's it's kind of hard for you to you know mm -hmm. like how good am i you know yeah. um so, yeah, for, for me, that was, like, yeah, that was pretty mind-blowing experience. Yeah, that's so cool. Yeah. So, was it, like, a bunch of races, or, like, how did that work? So, that event, um, it's not like a round robin. So, like, they'd have, um, how many people were in that race? I guess it was, like, maybe 10 women competed. Mm -hmm. and, and so, they put four, four women in a heat you'd skate um and then the top two would move on to like a bracket and then the bottom two would move on to b bracket um and then from there yeah there was only like two heats like it was like a pretty pretty small race mm -hmm. um so then uh the top 
Like there was, yeah, like two heats. So top two in A bracket, top two, the one moved up to A bracket, bottom two moved down to B bracket. And then the next heat, same thing. Mm-hmm. And then everybody in A bracket competed um, for the top four spots. And then everybody in B bracket competed for um, B bracket champion spots. Mm-hmm. You know how fast you go? Like, I've seen videos, and it's, like, looks terrifying. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So, I'd say, like, that event, I think you can hit, was it, like, 60 clicks? Maybe 70 clicks on the last bit? Yeah, it's pretty fast. And then, (laughs) so, it was on and off, kind of, like, raining all day, too. Mm -hmm. And I remember last year I skated the same event and it was just torrential downpour and it was the first time I ever skated this crazy hill in the rain and there was just like, you know, massacre, like you're skating down the hill and I remember like Sean Pryor, he's like another skating raider, like we were, there was a bunch of skating raiders like going down at once trying to do like a skating raider run and I think it was like the first run that we did on this hill and he hit like this gigantic puddle that came out of nowhere it was just like explosion like bodies everywhere like (laughs) yeah it was scary um so yeah I mean I guess the speed is like a little bit unnerving but also the other elements like the weather yeah the rain how do you stay calm in all of that like I'm scared when I go like even just like a little bit far a little bit fast like how do you stay calm you don't. <laughs> I mean, honestly, so for me, like even during um, that race, like during the um, like the heat where I was like um, the heat that I won, mm-hmm. uh, like for me, I have to go into a different frame of mind. Mm-hmm. In that, like, I can't even like think too much about what I'm doing in the moment because I'll just get too nervous and then I'll screw it up and I'll fall down. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, like when I was going down the hill in order to not get too nervous or freak out or, or screw myself up because I was thinking about it too much. I literally, as I was going down, I was like, Hmm, really excited about that party, the after party that's happening tonight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's going to be karaoke. Maybe I'll have a little drinky poo. Like that's literally <laughs> what I had to do in my brain. Otherwise I was like going to get too nervous and screw myself over. Yeah. So just like not overthink things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like try not to think about things, you know, I mean like kind of pay attention to what you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> but like, you know, just like as you're coming up to a turn, oh, I should, you know, try to go inside here. And then like, as you're like, after you do it, you're like, okay, relax. Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to sleep pretty well tonight. And, uh, <laughs> all day, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah. Um, so I want to like go back to like how everything started. So can you tell me how you got into longboarding in the first place? Sure. So for me, like I said, I think I started like nine or 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember like there was a skate park down the street from my house and when I was uh, a young like a girl like a young girl um, I would go to elementary school every day and every day that I would go to elementary school I would walk past the skate park Um, but I never saw any girls there so I didn't really think of it as a thing that girls did Mm -hmm. Um, so it just kind of like you know, it was like in the back of my brain, but like, I never, I never thought about it. Um, and like, you know, growing up, like 
in the early 2000s, like the late 90s, you know, you'd see some girls once in a while, like, you know, like if you turn on the TV and you saw the X Games and you're like, what? Like, I, you know, there's girls doing flips and like, you know, crazy handstands on the bowl and stuff. And you're like blown away because you never even see girls skating. You don't see them shredding the gnar. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, I kind of, I had a disconnect between um, wanting, like feeling like I wanted to do it, but also feeling like I could do it. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of grew up with that. Yeah. And, and there were some other factors at play too. Like, I feel like sometimes um, women struggle with almost what I would call like an internalized misogyny. Mm-hmm. Like when it comes to, when it comes to skates, skating, or when it comes to like, I'm also a musician. Sometimes women struggle with like seeing another woman and feeling empowered instead of like threatened or down on yourself because you know you're not you're not doing the same thing or not at the same level and it's not like a very empowering experience you feel like deflated almost yeah like there can be like a sense of like competition rather than like oh I could I could be like that exactly 100% so um so for me I struggled with that like I struggled with that all growing up and then it was like the summer after high school. And I feel like high school also plays into that sort of notion that the, competi- the competition knows notion. So the summer after high school, I was out running errands with my mom. And like we had just parked on the street and we were walking to run an errand. And then on our way back, I saw this girl who's probably like a couple years older than me and she's like wearing like a sundress and she was just like feeling herself and like skating on the street like on a pintail like I'd never even seen that before and she just she turned the corner and was just gone forever like I never saw her (laughs) like she was literally like a like a leprechaun or like a pixie or fairy or something and you know like how you grow up and you're a teenager and you're like I you know feel all insecure and you're like trying to figure yourself out and who you are and what you want to do with your life Mm -hmm. and like the most certain I'd ever been about anything in my life I I turned my mom and I was like that's what I want to do like Mm -hmm. I want to be that I want to I want to do that that's who I want to be yeah and then I I went out and I bought a board and then within a couple weeks of that day I was doing the thing doing the longboarding thing yeah that's so cool I wonder how that girl would feel now like if she knew like how good you've gotten at longboarding like I wonder like (laughs) what she would say (laughs) (laughs) she was my inspiration my muse yeah this mysterious girl (laughs) yeah exactly and it's funny too because so like I just started I was like a year or two like into it and I was part of like sort of like the Facebook like the founding group for longboarders in Thunder Bay Mm -hmm. and um, the, like, you know, we host sessions all the time. Um, and unfortunately, like I was usually the only girl that showed up. Like, I think we had another girl come out like maybe once or twice, but it was never that girl. And I wanted to meet her. <laughs> she was like, so inspirational to me, but like, she, she was never seen again. Oh, so mysterious. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. So the longboarding community there, it wasn't too big in Thunder Bay? No, it didn't exist at all. Um, yeah. So, well, I mean, I guess there wasn't really a community. 
Mm -hmm. um, in Thunder Bay, it was more, if you longboarded, you would go out and you would longboard by yourself, but there was no sense of community to it. And then, yeah, and then the longboarders of Thunder Bay began and we had one big session that was like 12 people and it was just mind blowing. It's like, oh my God, this many people do this? What? It's crazy. And then, <laughs> yeah. yeah, and then, uh, yeah, and then we, we, we had a couple more sessions, not, nothing that was as big as that, but yeah, made some good friends and yeah, nice. That's how so we how did you go from like that girl who was just observing another girl at the grocery store to being like this longboarder ambassador leader? <laughs> Jeez. Um, that was kind of hard. Mm -hmm. So like I was saying before, you know, I feel like in a lot of like male dominated worlds, mm -hmm. um, you know, like skating and music and, and whatever else, um, like I said, there's that internalized misogyny. There's almost this internalized, like, you feel like you can't do it because you don't see it often. And you're like, oh, well, mm -hmm. you know, girls don't usually do this. And then the ones that do this are amazing. Um, and I'm not amazing. So maybe I should stop because I suck. <laughs> um, so I went from this girl who was just observing, like I saw that girl do it and I went out and I bought the board and I was like, I'm going to do this. I'm excited. You know, that looks so cool and I want to be so cool and I want to do that. And I bought the board and I tried it out and I sucked. Like <laughs> it was so bad. I mean, like, so I, I just started trying to snowboard. So that was my first board sport ever. And just the mechanics of it are so backwards to like a normal like skiing or or, or rollerblading or like any other two-footed thing mm -hmm. um, because you're balancing on one leg and then the other leg is you know doing the propelling or the stopping or or whatever else um so i spent a long time not being good yeah. <laughs> and it was really hard because you get discouraged and you get down on yourself and especially when you're in a place where there isn't like there's like a like kind of like maybe one or two people you could call to go skate but there's not really a community so when you're really struggling and you don't really have other people to like be like hey you're doing great you know you're doing better than you know better than you think mm -hmm. um, it's kind of hard to push through that but essentially it was just like, I just, I had, I had to keep doing it because it was fun when it, when I wasn't falling down. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know? Um, and that's, yeah. I mean, it's, it's kind of hard to push through it, I guess. But like, if, if you're doing something that makes you feel like you're flying, like mm -hmm. makes you feel amazing, even if you're kind of sucking at it, <laughs> like it's worth pursuing. Right. So mm -hmm. Yeah, so just just kind of persevering through the, the crappiness of my ability until I got to when I was good enough that it was fun all the time. So, yeah, cool. Yeah. Um, did you ever, like, while you were learning, did you ever experience any, like, major falls or any major injuries? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Holy moly. Um, so when back in that era... Um, I remember, God, I was so dumb back then. 
Mm -hmm. I wouldn't wear a helmet, mm -hmm. which is like, you know, nowadays, if you don't wear a helmet, you're like shunned. Like no <laughs> one would stay with you because nobody wants to clean up your brains off the pavement. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but we were, uh, we were taking this run um, that was kind of a little bit outside of Thunder Bay. Like it was a little bit of a drive down uh, Lakeshore Drive. And it's like Silver Islet Road or something. And like one of the guys who was with us, he was like, I found this great hill. We all got to go skate. It was like, great. So there was like, I don't know, like three of us or four of us. And I was like, you know, oh, a sweet session. And like so many people came out. Mm -hmm. um, and we went down this hill and it wasn't like a winding road. It was like kind of, it was like a little bit turny, but it wasn't, it wasn't that fast, but I was still really new. Mm -hmm. and. I remember, like, we drove down it to scope it out first, and I was like, ooh, this hill seems kind of fast. Like, when we got back up to the top, I tightened up my trucks, and I was like, I'm ready to do this now. And then because I did that, and I didn't, like, try the board out to see how it felt, mm -hmm. I took the run, and there's, like, that second turn, it was, like, a kind of, like, an off-camber right. It wasn't too fast, but I mean, it was fast enough because I was new. I couldn't make it. I didn't make the corner. Mm -hmm. And I kept going. And I hit gravel. And I did like a front flip. Oh, my God. I wasn't wearing a helmet. I didn't have, I don't think I had gloves. Like, I had no safety gear. And I did a front flip, and I landed on the ground. And like, I was like all shook up, you know, it could have been so much worse than it was because I wasn't wearing a helmet, but I looked down and like on my shin, there was this gigantic gash, like it was just like blood, like spurting out, like just yeah. really gory. So we, uh, we had to like just pack up and like run to the hospital for me right away. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I was like getting pale and stuff. Um, yeah. And, uh. So when we were in the hospital, <laughs> the doctor was like, oh, you know, I, I think he took a little bit less sympathy on me because, like, I wasn't wearing a helmet or any kind of thing. <laughs> As, you know, like, I deserved that, I guess. Um, but he, he was like, oh, yeah, no problem. We'll just take the scrubby brush and we'll get rid of the gravel in there. And I was like, oh, my God. He scrubbed it all out. And then, like, it was so bad that they asked me to come back, like, at least a couple times so they could, like, like um, see how it was progressing, see if it was healing properly. And like every doctor I saw after that was like, yeah, you probably should have got stitches because this is like a messed up. Oh, really? Or, yeah, it was bad. So after that happened, it was just kind of like, this is really dangerous. Mm -hmm. This, like this, you can get hurt if you don't know what you're doing. Um, that was like a real realization for me. So I bought a helmet, <laughs> first of all. <laughs> yep, that's important. Yeah, right? Um, but second of all, for me, it was kind of like I, I understood the severity of being safe and doing this. Um, and, you know, that's kind of like a moment where you start to question. You're like, okay, <laughs> like, should I be doing this? Do I really want to be doing this? Because I got, like, seriously hurt. Like, this could have been really bad. Mm -hmm. um, but for me, it was, you know, it, it went back to that feeling. Like, I love doing this. Even though I'm not the best at it right now, I really, I really like it. So just rub some dirt in it and you keep going. <laughs> yeah. Oh. 
How long did it take for you to get back onto your board after that big fall? Oh, um, it's probably like a couple weeks. They were like, do not, don't, don't do the thing because you're, yeah. you're going to fall and you're going to hurt yourself. And especially like when you're healing, if you hurt yourself again, it will take you even longer to get back on the board. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, if you're skating while you're hurt, you're more likely to just hurt yourself again because you're not healed and you're not at 100% strength. So yeah, it took me like a couple weeks to get back until it was like healed enough to go. Um, True. So it wasn't like, like it, it took you long because of like what the doctors were saying, not because you were too scared. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I had my moment and I took a couple steps back and I was like, let's reevaluate. Do we really want to do this? And you know, that took me like, I don't know, like probably, a, I don't know, a day of considering and just being like, yeah, I do and then the doctors were like okay but don't scare <laughs> yeah I was like all right I'll listen to you yeah true yeah. yeah I remember like the first time I fell off my longboard I so I bought a longboard when I was in grade 10 and then my dad dared me to go down a hill which was a terrible idea because I was like so uncomfortable on the board anyway um so then, yeah, I was on the board going down this hill, going so fast, and I was so scared, and I didn't know what to do, so I jumped off, which I don't think is what you were supposed to do. Um, and then I just, like, skinned the whole side of my body and then, like, didn't get back onto a longboard for, like, years after that. So I'm impressed that you were able to go back, like, so quickly after. Well, shoot. I mean, like, that's crazy. Yeah, my dad felt so bad. <laughs> Like, that's, and, like, if you have, like, road rash all over your butt, hell yeah, like, I would, that's, like, that's a serious injury. Like, that is some hard road rash to deal with. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'm glad you eventually decided to come back to it, but I don't blame you for being traumatized for yeah. years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so any, like, hills now, I'm like, oh, I don't know. So, yeah, I've been, like, trying to learn to longboard dance instead of, like, bombing big hills. <laughs> yeah, and dancing is so cool. Like, some of the stuff that people do are, I think it's, um, Kim, Kim, uh, oh my goodness. What's her name? I forget her name, but I know, I think I know who you're talking about. Yeah, she's so incredible. Like, mm-hmm. and, you know, when you go to dancing sessions, you see people doing these amazing tricks and just incredible things with their movement, with their boards. Like, mm-hmm. it's, it's, yeah, it's gorgeous. And that's totally an amazing discipline to get into. Yeah, for um, sure. Yeah, like, and downhill's, downhill's fun, too, but, like, yeah, dancing is rad. You should totally kill it and, like, keep on with the dancing. Thank you. I'll continue to try. Have you ever tried to do any, any kind of dancing? Yeah. (laughs) It's, like, not the thing that I'm best at. Yeah. I know, like, I call myself, like, a two-trick pony, because, like, yeah, (laughs) kind of uh, all I've got. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to teach myself other things, I guess, like in the dancing world, but, uh, yeah, it's definitely not what I'm best at. Jeez. <laughs> like, it's hard and it's like a different, completely different side of your brain that's working. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, downhill there's balance too, but dancing, it's like, oh, you got to balance at this weird angle on this one foot. Yeah. Spin around a hundred times. Like, mm-hmm. I don't get it. It's crazy. But yeah, the people who are able to do it are like 
so beautiful. So someday. <laughs> so graceful. Oh, you'll get him. <laughs> Thank you. I hope so. <laughs> um, yeah. So you kind of talked about this already, um, but you're like obviously a huge advocate for women longboarding and like getting girls to join. Um, so can you tell me why it's important for you to get um, this community of female longboarders built up? Yeah. So like I said, um, growing up and not seeing women do stuff, like doing, doing stuff like skating, doing stuff like playing music, state, just doing things, whether they're good or they're bad at it, you don't realize how much that affects you. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not like anybody was telling me I couldn't skate. It's just I never saw it. So I didn't think, oh, it's not a thing that girls do, or we can't do it, or we're not good at it for some reason. And when you grow up with that mentality, like I said before, like there's empowerment and then feeling deflated. Mm -hmm. And whenever I would try longboarding and because I wasn't amazing at it, like I, you know, I'd see maybe like one X game program where they have women's division for like a day and you see girls oh, crazy skating nuts and you feel like you're not at that level. So you should stop. Like when you, when you have that, it's almost, yeah, there's things that you feel like you can't, you can't try, you can't do, so you should stop. Um, so for me, why it's so important to do everything that I can to empower other women to do this, I just, <laughs> I just think back to like when I was 10 and I needed that. Yeah. I just. I just needed to, like, when I was walking past the skate park every day and I never saw a girl there, I just needed to see a girl there, like, you know, just learning how to skate or just or just trying to do an ollie for, like, an hour. You know what I mean? Like, if I had that, then I would have thought that I could do it mm -hmm. and, and progress from there. Like, I mean, I think representation is important, but representation of every aspect of the journey is also super important. Because obviously there's girls that shred, yeah, and there's, you know, they're, sometimes they're kind of few and far in between, but there's also, like, the majority of girls that are at every level, like, girls that are learning how to push for the first time, there's a girl that's, uh, like, learning how to go down a hill for the first time, there's a girl who's learning how to slide, there's a girl who's learning how to do a shove it, you know what I mean? There's, there's all kinds of steps to the journey and if there isn't representation at every step of the way then there's a disconnect for girls that want to get into it mm -hmm. so yeah representation is important yeah, and it's for people to make them feel like they can do anything and they can be at any step of the journey and that's okay yeah yeah you definitely like at um like the events that i've been to like you definitely get a sense of that like everyone is so supportive of each other and like it doesn't matter like if you're really good or if you're brand new like everyone was really kind which was great yeah totally and that's and that's something in southern ontario it's amazing mm -hmm. you know i remember when i stepped on the scene for the first time down here everybody was like i remember we were skating at the poop shoot, I think this was like after swap meet, probably four years ago. Mm -hmm. And um, there's like the crazy, in insane hard part if you start at the top, but if you kind of go down the hill a little bit, there's a bit of a easier going hill. And I remember I kept on skating down this hill and I would just do this one 
you know, just this one slide on both my hands, like every time, every single time. Mm-hmm. And I just kept on trying to make it like a little bit longer. And it's not like particularly like a, it was kind of a hard slide for me back then, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was kind of a newer, like more beginner friendly slide. And I remember I did that slide and like just a crew of like 15 people were like, yeah, like so good, like way to kill it. And that was kind of like, you know, my first official, I don't know, introduction to that community that's so empowering and that Toronto is famous for. Yeah, yeah, it's so nice. I remember the first time, um, it was probably like about a year ago now, like the first time I came out to something that you organized, like I was so intimidated. I was so scared. I was like, oh my God, like what are people going to be like? And then I saw like videos of you and I was like, oh my God, the girl running it is like this badass long border girl. Like I'm so scared. But yeah, like once I got there, like everyone was just so friendly. So that was really great. Yeah, it's important, right? And like, that's, that's it. Like, how did you feel when you stepped on the when you stepped on the scene, you felt, like, kind of included, right? You mm-hmm, felt, totally. Yeah, you felt, like, I guess, validated, maybe? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and every step of the journey, like, you should feel valid, because mm-hmm. every step of the journey is valid, so, you know, that's, that's the kind of feeling I want to help promote, that at any, mm-hmm. any part of your journey, like, you, if you come out on the scene and you skate, you will be included, and you will feel empowered. Mm-hmm. I would hope so anyways. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I love that. Um, and kind of on the note of representation, just like a little side story. Um, at one of the events that you held last summer, you were like asking everyone um, how they got into longboarding. And then I just remember like every single Asian girl that was there, like each one of us pointed out um, that, huh, I don't know her name, that longboard dancer girl, every single one of us was like, oh my god, like, I saw this girl, like, longboard dancing, and I just, like, wanted to be just like her, so, yeah, representation matters, makes a big difference. Crazy, right? And it's, it's, it's amazing that representation is this shared experience, whether or not that you realize it. Mm-hmm. Like you said, like, like so many girls said, I saw this girl and I just, oh, I wanted to do that. I wanted to be yeah. just like her. Like, cr- like that inspired a whole crew of girls. Just one person going out and doing the thing. Yeah. And like having enough coverage and having enough, you know, people seeing that this is something that girls do. Like it's, cha- it's life changing and it's cool to know, you know, or to see it in action that it's a, a it affected a whole group of girls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, cool. Cool. Yeah, and I like how it's like, it's yeah, like what you were saying before, like not about competition, like just empowering each other. Yeah, exactly. And that's you know, you're you're not <laughs> like if everybody's in competition all the time. Where where's the friends? Where's the like, hanging out after? Where's the you know, mm-hmm. having ice cream? Like yeah, <laughs> I, I, you know, it's just and it's funny because like you step on the scene and the guys already have this figured out or most of them anyways, that it's like, cool, like, you know, oh, oh, great slide, bro, yeah, sweet, you related that trick. Um, And I feel like, you know, we sort of live in a culture and a society where women are pitted against each other, Mm -hmm. um, and they pit themselves against each other as well. Uh, So, you know, to, to promote this sort of idea that it's like, oh, we don't have to be in competition. We can just like enjoy each other's company and enjoy 
you know, rooting for each other and stuff. It's just, it's more positive. It's more fun. It's more worth it. Like why, why the hell would you want to come out if the only time you come out is to pit yourself against somebody? Mm-hmm. Like there's nothing fun about that. Yeah, for sure. hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. Um, so what advice do you have for someone who's wanting to get into longboarding? Ooh. Um, for someone who wants to get into longboarding, I'd say keep at it. I mean, so, okay, here, let me think. If you're not, if you're on the fence, first of all, um, you can always buy a used board. You can borrow somebody's board. Um, that's the advice I would give money wise. Mm -hmm. Um, in terms of trying it and trying to decide if you, if you want to keep with it, um, understand that you're going to suck at it for a while. Mm -hmm. Like, and that's just a fact of life. You can't be too hard on yourself for not being the best because you're not going to be, and that's okay. Like, that's how it is for everything. Mm -hmm. Um, but if you're, you know, if you, if you fall down a lot, again, understand that that's part of it, but just know that like, if it's something you love and it's something that you want to be good at, then just keep with it. Like, you're going to get better whether you realize it or not. Like sometimes it happens so slowly that you don't see it. Um, and then all of a sudden you're really good at it. (laughs) Um, so yeah, just keep with it. If it's something you love and yeah, I guess that that's just kind of the same with everything. And if you don't like it, that's okay. Like (laughs) things to do, you know? Mm -hmm. Cool. Um, any advice for someone who accidentally finds themselves going too fast or like down a hill and doesn't know what to do? Oh my God. (laughs) That is the question, isn't it? Oh man. Um, so if you find yourself going a little bit too fast down a hill, I mean, obviously context is kind of key. So like, I mean, if you're at the top of the poop shoot and that's like a 70 K plus like hill, if you're really kicking it. Mm That's kind of a hard situation, um, kind of like tuck and roll. But if it's a hill that's, um, you know, if you're feeling uncomfortable, but kind of the end is in sight, um, just like get low, like bend your knees, really bend your knees, bend your knees more than you think that you need to bend your knees. Mm -hmm. And you'll probably be at the right area and lean, put all of your weight on your front foot, like all of it. Like, just lean into it, and I know that that feels completely opposite to what you should do in a situation that you're scared. Oh, I'm going to lean into the fear. Like, that. you know, that's not a natural thing. Mm -hmm. Um, But if you're starting to feel a little bit of the wobbles, if you're starting to feel really insecure, if you lean forward and you lean into it, you will gain control over your board again. So I'm, like, this is something that I teach in lessons that I teach at Longboard Haven, Um, but if you put all of your weight on your front truck or most of your weight on your front truck, you are now telling the board what to do. It's not the board making the the decision on its own. Mm -hmm. As soon as you lean away from that front truck, your board is now the one in charge and your board is going to be making decisions. Your board doesn't have a brain, so it's not going to be good decisions. It's going to like wobble all over the place and like buck you off, but you take the reins and lean into it. Okay. You should be okay. <laughs> Again, 
depending on the situation, but that's my advice if you're trying to gain control in, a, in an area where you're not feeling very secure. Okay, okay good to know. I will remember that. <laughs> you got this. Don't worry. <laughs> Thank Hold you. Have the summer. Mm-hmm. Um, so what is next for you when it comes to longboarding? Ooh, what's next? Um, I want to work on my dancing game. Yeah. <laughs> uh, because it's not so great. Um, for me, um, I'd say I'm going to try to do more races this year. Like, with everything that's going on with this whole isolation quarantine business. Yeah. You know, it's going to be maybe a bit of a challenge getting plane tickets and, and, and seeing which events aren't canceled. Mm-hmm. Um, True. But something else I want to do this year is host more than one, uh, like one FUBU. Mm-hmm. So FUBU's rad and everything, but I want to do more than once. Yeah. If this doesn't mess with it, that'd be great. Um, and I also really, <laughs> I'm trying to save enough money to get it, like a legitimate camera mm-hmm. because I had this idea for, um, well, I've had this idea for a while in terms of making all women's skate videos. Oh, cool. Yeah. So I was going to call it Skate Mom Productions. Oh, and, oh my God, I love yeah. that. Yeah. So I made a couple of videos, I guess it was a year or two ago now. And one was called Pump Track Party under Toronto Girls Longboarding. And then there was another one. It was like a slide session or something. Mm-hmm. And I want to do more of those because, again, like you can just, you can just watch the video and it's like lifestyles. But lifestyle stuff and everybody's like having fun but everybody's skating and they're doing a good job and like yeah I don't know there just needs to be more women skate videos I think in general and like I have a background like I went to school for broadcasting and television production so I know how yeah so I know how to like shoot stuff and edit stuff and um yeah because I think that'd be fun be fun to watch just fun little skate videos and people being silly yeah, for sure. And I like the name of that, <laughs> Skate Mom Productions. I feel yeah. like that's who you are in Toronto, like the Skate Mom, so. <laughs> oh, all my children. <laughs> my heart's full. <laughs> yeah, I hope that you do that. Yeah, me too. That'd be fun. That'd be really fun. Mm-hmm. I just gotta get that money for the camera. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, not a cheap investment, but I know it'll be worthwhile, so. Yeah, for sure. And hopefully, like, we'll be able to get out in the world, and that will be allowed again, so. Yeah, no kidding. Oh, oh, it's killing me right now, but soon. Soon. Yeah, hopefully. Okay, so I just have two more questions, which I have been asking everybody who I have on my podcast. Cool. Um, So the first question is, what is something that you've been learning lately? And it can be longboarding related or just life sure um so confession time remember how i was saying i'm not so good at dancing longboarding yeah um i can't really ollie okay. <laughs> and like you know this is this is me being open like everybody's at every stage of the journey yes. uh, so for me i can't really ollie so something i've been trying to learn and actually my boyfriend's been helping me out is learning how to ollie Oh, so that's one thing. Mm-hmm. And then um, something else I used to do a bit more when I was younger, but I'm trying to get back into it. I've been playing guitar a lot recently. Oh, cool. So. Nice. And you play the trumpet too, right? 
I do. Yeah. And that's, that's really fun. It's been crazy. Well, we, we had a couple, um, I play in a band called the filthy radicals mm-hmm. and we were supposed to have a couple of shows. Yeah. Like even this month it got canceled. So that's unfortunate, but, um, yeah. Trumpet is fun as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Lots of different things that you do. Yeah. I don't know. I got put the eggs in all the baskets. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, for sure. I go in some crazy longboarding accident and I lose my leg. Yeah. At least I can still stop it. <laughs> True. <laughs> things there. Yeah. Um, so what, the last question is, what is the biggest lesson you've learned in life so far? That is such a good question. <laughs> kind of a big question. It could be like, I don't know. It doesn't have to be the biggest lesson, I guess. It could just be like something that stands out to you. Sure. Dang. Yo, you're making me have some self-revelation moment. <laughs> um, big lesson. I'd say recently, a really big lesson that I've learned um, is to just let yourself have fun. Let yourself enjoy life. Let yourself embrace things that you really want to do. So like for me, like I said, recently I've been learning lots of guitar. Um, And again, I feel like that's the running theme and everything I've been saying, you know, I grew up kind of feeling like I couldn't do it because I never saw the other girls doing it. Yeah. But, you know, and it's, it's kind of hard. Like when you, when you have this sort of mentality that, Oh, I can't do it. I'm not good at it. You know, even if, even if your family is like, Oh, you can do it, you know, but like still in your brain, you're like, I can't do it. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, it's really hard to unlearn that. Mm-hmm. And I've been consciously making steps to try to embrace the things that I've wanted to embrace always. I've always wanted to play electric guitar and be really cool and be really good at it and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but I never felt like I could. So just like trying to step away from that mentality and just let yourself enjoy things, mm-hmm. be bad at things, be okay with that. Mm-hmm. And yeah, just do things because you enjoy them mm-hmm. and you want to do them. Yeah, that's, that's a awkward answer for that <laughs> question. A good but... lesson though, because I feel like people like often like we don't want to try things because we like we know that will be bad when we start. But then like everyone's gonna be bad when you start, so it's just like exactly. accept that and have fun doing it. <laughs> yeah, one hundred percent. Like I feel like yeah, sometimes. We feel like we need to be perfect if we're going to do anything at all. And there's this, that perfectionist mentality screws you over more times than not, you know? Yep. Like, yeah. So just do your thing. Love your life. Live it how you want it to be lived. Because you only get one. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Love it. Awesome. Okay. Thank you. I think that's everything I have to ask you. Thank you so much for being on my podcast. Thank you for having me. This is rad. I was like kind of nervous going into this. So. I'm always nervous before I talk to anybody. So oh, me too. Yeah, <laughs>